If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast. Super excited to have you back, and welcome to 2022. I hope this year is getting kicked off for you in an exciting way. And this year, I, I'm going to be really intentional. I'm always really intentional. We know that. But extra intentional about who's coming on the show and experts who can bring you that quantum revenue growth right now, right here. And today I have a very special guest, Dr. David Rubenstein on high level focus and concentration for quantum leaps in health and success, all the things. So Dr. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk. Well, first of all, I love talking to entrepreneurs who are very successful. And I love talking to entrepreneurs who are in the healing, health, wellness space, because I think there's this myth that you know, you get to make all your clients very successful, very healthy, all the things, but it's not okay for you to do well. And that's such a myth that we dispel on the show. So excited to talk about your journey as well. We'll jump in in a moment. Before we do that, I just want to say hello to our listeners all over the world. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, go to the homepage because we have a gift for you. You can go to UrsulaInc.co and you can download our free masterclass, Quantum Revenue Expansion. It's all about how to take your business to the next level this year. And it's so easy. Like you literally can't miss it on the homepage. During the training, three parts, we talk about how to create a brand new revenue container and what that means to take that quantum leap. In other words, how to 2X or 10X your revenue, how to then up-level your pricing, your packages and your marketing, but really what you need to tweak to get to that next level. And during the last class, we talk about how to collapse time 
and reach your quantum revenue goal even faster. Now you guys know I've grown multi-million dollar companies. This isn't fluff. This is what it really takes. And it's also from the perspective of strategy and quantum thinking, strategy and intentional thinking. We marry those things on the show. Anyway, so grab that for yourself. And then some of you I know are thinking about hanging out at the next 2X Intensive. I just want to welcome you to that course this year. Come and join us. Come and play. You can go to UrsulaInc.co forward slash apply. There's just a little quick application there. Fill it out. Send it to us. We'll send you the details of the course. And because you're a listener, you also get a special little package with that. So that's all I'm going to say. Definitely reach out. We'd love to support you there. That's all my housekeeping. All right, Dr. David, let me let me introduce you to our listeners. Dr. David Rubenstein, PhD, has an extensive background in exercise science and kinesiology. He has pioneered, listen to this, the most successful new pain management system yet ever tested according to third-party examination. After inventing neuromuscular calibration, he returned to school to pursue his doctoral degree in medical science to better understand the nature of the breakthroughs from this invention. His clinic is in Huntington Beach, shout out to California. I miss it, I lived there 16 years. It's where he teaches and certifies new practitioners for civilian and military competency, as well as providing treatment for his patients. So many things I wanna talk about. So first though, welcome and I want to hear your story because this sounds like an interesting journey that you've been on that's brought you to this moment. Sure. Um, I guess it starts with an injury I had with myself, uh, a small car accident that produced a large injury. And um, I couldn't find any really successful ways to treat the injury. And at the time, the success rate for a surgery, surgical procedure was 5%. So that was off the table. And so I began exploring ways to uh, self-treat. And after a year of experimentation, really, uh, I found this one simple motion that almost instantly took all of the pain away in about, in about 30 seconds and about 80% of the pain. First time in three years that, that I had felt that much relief. And I couldn't understand what actually had happened, even though exercise science was my bread and butter. And so that began a journey of trying to understand what happened there. And eventually it came to me what it was that happened. And I began to expand that, that little piece of knowledge and it grew and grew and grew and grew into protocols uh, of which we have 170 standard protocols and about times two of um, protocols for people that have unusual disorders and situations. But we treat uh, with these protocols, uh, we treat uh, everything from military and civilian forms of PTSD to chronic pain. We treat addiction successfully. Um, anything to do with depression, anxiety, those are easy treatments for what we do. And we're also probably the, I have to say we're in, we're in competition for maybe being the best, most comprehensive and effective breathing system on the planet right now. And I, and I say that with a, a little trepidation because I have great respect for a variety of different breathing treatments that are out there. Um, it's just that ours been, has been designed and uh, custom tailored to all things that have to do with stress. And so, um, so the story has been that 
you know, since about uh, 2007, uh, when I opened um, a commercial office for the purpose of um, sharing this work with the public, um, I've also been, you know, recently, especially uh, looking to replicate and, and teach other people how to do the protocols that we have. And um, there's a couple of seminal moments, and one of them I want to share with you. I, I went out and, and sought out the advice of 32 different medical doctors. And I just had one question for him. I said, you know, what's, what's the, if you had to put it to one thing, what's the one reason why people walk through that door? And they kind of hem and hawed and they say, stress. And that's really the reason that leads to a variety of different health problems. And, um, and at the time I was just treating chronic pain very successfully. Um, in fact, our successful or our success rate of creating Trump, treating chronic pain is 94%. And uh, if you compare that to say uh, chiropractic or acupuncture, there's this 33 and 34% respectively. Those are not my numbers. Those are National Institutes of Health. Sure, yeah, right. So, um, so I knew I was onto something and, and what I was really just doing is, is I was hunting for a way to create, to treat chronic pain at particularly with athletes. Um, which will bring us into the next part of the conversation uh, because athletes, the biggest problem with athletes is actually not skill level, particularly at higher levels. It's concentration and focus. And I've interviewed, I don't know, countless uh, college and professional and Olympic level athletes or their coaches. And I said, I asked them the same question. If I could do one thing for your athletes, what would it be? It's been the same answer 100% of the time, happened last week, and that is get them to focus and concentrate better. So where did uh, the idea of the zone, uh, almost everybody's familiar with what the zone is, and that's a transplantable idea from athletics to business, actually. Um, it translates very, very well. In the 1968 Olympics, uh, a group of physiologists wanted to see using EEG scans, that's the scan of the brain, what did the brain look like when the athlete won and what did it look like when they lost? It turns out it distilled out some very interesting consistent patterns. And this is where the birth of the idea of the zone came from. And sometime later it became a fancy name called neuronal synchronicity. But the phrase the zone stuck and still to this day so for example um, top executives will have um, during any given day and they may argue with us about this but the science is in they'll have about 90 minutes of being actually in the zone for an eight-hour shift not very efficient um, our process turns that into five and a half hours and so that's a very large magnitude of difference because it's not just cumulative. If you've got um, uh, three or four times more zone time, yeah. um, that converts into higher higher level thinking and strategy and execution. So, so I went looking for a couple of little things and uh, without my intention, found a whole bunch. So <laughs> that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I love it. Okay, we're gonna unpack this. 
Dr. David, I have a lot of questions for you. Okay. Cause I literally, I, my clients know this. I read, you know, two, three, sometimes more books at a time per week. Like I'm an avid searcher. I'm a seeker. I'm always learning. I love to find the hacks. How do I go from here to here much faster? Right. I'm sure you can relate to that. Yes. I probably, when you said nine minutes, I also like some might try to diagnose me with ADD or ADHD, which I've had to like hone over the years. I just have an active brain. Who knows what that means? I don't like putting labels on things. So anyway, bring it all back. You talk about being in the zone. Tell us, like, I like to hear from the expert how, how, and then we'll unpack it even more, but how does this, how has this played out in your life and in, in growing your business? Like, how do you stay in zone? Because Based on how you're dressed, you're still a practitioner as well as the CEO of your business leading your business, right? So you you juggle a lot of things, but how do you use what you've created to be successful in your day-to-day life? Thank you for the question. That's a good question. So there's a couple of very simple things that work. Number one, your breathing has to be supportive of being in the zone or you will not be in the zone. People think that the zone is the result of the will being applied very sternly in a direction. And that may be a component, but much of that is actually just a survival instinct, believe it or not. Meaning that if you're not able to stay in the zone or get into the zone and stay there for any length of time, what do you have to help you? Well, most people's answer is to increase the intentionality, increase the intensity of their will and their mind. And although this has some uh, promise to it, uh, the law of decreasing return soon applies. And the more will you use, the more energy drain it creates and the less return over time it provides. So, and, and that's partially a breathing problem. And when I say breathing problem, um, I can simplify it for your audience and say like this, the faster you breathe, the less you're gonna be in the zone. End of story. And if you're not able to breathe diaphragmatically, parenthesis, just because your belly moves forward and backward has nothing to do whatsoever that you're actually breathing with your diaphragm. Um, and My company has the only test I know of that actually tests to rule in or rule out that you're actually using your diaphragm. And the reason that's important is that the diaphragm essentially pulls more air to the lower part of the lungs where there's a larger amount of air transport ability than in the upper half. The chest muscles are good at pulling the air into around halfway down. Now, some air gets below that, but not significantly. So with these shaped, the the shape of the lungs are a pyramid. And so you've got to get air into the lower half. And it's not a coincidence that most of the time when there's a sickness in the lungs, it's in the lower half. And so you've got to get air into the lower half by diaphragmatically breathing. This has the effect of slowing the breath. As the breath slows, the velocity of oxygen making it to particularly your brain cells goes up. 
So breathing needs to be the foundation of being in the zone. If you want to be in the zone for extended periods of time, certainly um, it's a requirement. I don't believe that there's another way because uh, I'm a big believer in the will, but I'm a bigger believer in the body's physiological makeup because everything that makes up our personality Mm -hmm. It's in the container of our physiology. And you had said something about maybe some people said you had ADD or ADHD or something like that. Uh, it doesn't seem so to me. Uh, and I, I like to leave the personality of a person alone because it's not very malleable anyway. You know, how, how much do people actually change their personality? Studies have been very conclusive for a very long time that it just doesn't change. But our physiology, very changeable, very malleable, very instructable, and very transformable. And so what we do here at um, our institute is to enhance the physiology, starting with the breathing, in such a way that the brain, emotions, and thinking processes are optimized very quickly. And the very quickly part is an important part. Why? Because we're highly motivated when we see a, a, a very handsome return on a small amount of effort. Yes. That's exciting. So, so, and people in our first session here, it's very common that people will say that it is the most calm and peaceful and quiet minded they ever remember being in their entire life and it's for a very simple reason we take the stress hormones of cortisol adrenaline norepinephrine and we simply turn them off and we enhance the serotonins and dopamines in the first session and it's a fantastic feeling right. and the zone is just boom it's just right there for you without any work no will required I grew up on a farm and so I grew up with a lot of will, right? That's what we were raised with. Work hard, oh, work hard, work. right? Yeah. yeah. And and that made sense. When you take that into the corporate world, it doesn't make sense. So I had chronic shingles for like seven years. I was a top performer, but I got sick, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've been on this journey and our listeners, you know, have heard me share the story. I've just been on this journey, this healing journey for so long. So it's interesting when you talk about this. So, and I'm going to share because I we're going to keep unpacking this. All right. For me. Yeah. It is like for me to get into the zone quickly, it's exercise. Like at, you know, I love, I'm a morning soul. I love to be up early. I'll be at the gym at, you know, 536. It's very peaceful and I'm in the zone and I will, I, there's a cafe there and I can go out down there and, you know, write for like two hours, I'll, like in the zone. I will honestly say maintaining that, especially when there's distractions or there's, you know, just everything. Like once I'm back in the office for real, you know, I'm not. <laughs> and side note, you said something very interesting. You talked about how when you support people in this way, the serotonin goes up, cortisol goes down, serotonin goes up. Achieving that naturally is almost unbelievable. Like the way you're talking about it, because I also come from a history of um, family members who suffer from a great deal of depression, like, like family lines of depression, both, you know, and I've talked about this publicly, my parents know I share this and um, it's something that I really pay attention to. Cause I can literally, sometimes I feel like I can measure my serotonin dropping, <laughs> you know, like, whoa, like I got to work on that. So uh, 
we all might not be able to get to Huntington Beach. I know you do have some other exercises and there's other ways and we'll talk about that at the end, but like anything else that, like how, I guess for my brain that's saying, wow, this almost sounds impossible, which I'm sure you get all the time, which is probably why you love what you do. Cause you're like, come on in, experience it for yourself. So I love this cause this feels so quantum. What else do you want to add? Like, you know, is it, is, how does it differ from say meditation? Because maybe somebody's saying, oh, I meditate and I get into the zone or I exercise. What else would you, what do you want to share? Well, um, there's a follow-on piece to the answer your original question, which is how do I maintain my zone? And another part of that is walking. Mm. And I don't, you know, I'm a past fitness professional. I don't really do much in the fitness industry these days. Um, and I advocate walking seven days a week, three, four miles a day is a, is a good way to do it, but not at a fitness pace. At a, what I like to call a do to do to do pace. <laughs> I know that pace. Yeah. So the, what the walk becomes is a enjoyable look forward to activity that has a side benefit that most people have never heard of. And that is, it helps to create neuronal synchronicity in the brain because walking is a contralateral activity. That means that as my left leg moves forward, my right arm moves forward with it. So the upper and lower bodies are doing exactly opposite to each other. And walking is something that makes it necessary for my right hemisphere and my left hemisphere to work, excuse me, very well together. And Einstein is known for uh, his long walks, and he took long walks a lot because he had two kinds of problems to solve, mathematical ones and relationship ones. Like most people, most people have relationship challenges, married or not, doesn't matter. Relationships are usually for most people at the top of the hierarchy of things that they are involved in that involve them that evoke the most powerful emotions um, and it, that matters the most to people and so to solve some of his relationship problems he would take very long seven eight nine ten mile walks and he would come back with some solutions and so i believe very strongly in a breathing program and a walking program and we have also a formal stretching program that we teach every single patient. Uh, it's the same program because at the end of the day, our structure, whether male or female, is the same in terms of the neuromuscular and fascial systems of the body. So our stretch program targets the fascia even more aggressively than it does the muscles. And that's because the fascia is a much more difficult issue to keep flexible than the muscles. So this triad of simple activities, which, I mean, they're really simple. How hard is it to walk? Breathing techniques are very easy to learn. And they're not, they're, they're not skill-based techniques. Mm. I, I, I think it's very important to make this point to your audience. Everything we do here at our offices is to evoke a reflexive reaction in the body 
without standing over someone, hey, I want you to do it this way, do it that way. That's not how we do things here. We provide a set of stimulus type things that make the body automatically do the right thing the first time. So we don't need more skills. So the, and it's really affirmative to the idea that I think is a popular and, and, and potent idea that, um, that the resources for our well being really are already contained within. Mm. And so it's very uplifting to see the evidence of that. So that it's so prodigious, the evidence for it. Uh, that's not a little couple of side techniques kind of thing. No, it's in every single process we use because reflex is much more reliable than response. Response is something that implies a choice in the matter. Reflex is automatic. So when we do the first process of breathing, which is to um, turn the diaphragm back on called a diaphragm activation. We use a, a process that automatically turns it on. It works 100% of the time. I'm a scientist. I don't feel comfortable using the word 100%. Sure. But I have to tell the truth as a scientist also. It's never not worked, not ever, in, in tens of thousands of cases. So rather than teaching people these cumbersome, uh, wordy instructions on how to breathe, we get their system to breathe and we just get them to notice how it works. Okay, I have like, I have a page of questions added on to my questions. So we're going to talk really fast. Okay. okay. So that, that was what I was going to ask you because, you know, we live in an information age. There's so much information out there, right? We know it's good to exercise. We know all these things and yet we don't do them. Right. So, so it's, so how do you support? I mean, obviously if they're coming to you, they have a desire, they have an intention, they're there because they want to get better. They want to change, but you're also talking about this being kind of a reflex. So it's like, you're, you're training the body to do a lot of these things. How do you help people stay committed to this program? Is it, you know, does it happen pretty quickly? How many times do they have to see you? I'm just curious, like what that looks like. Well, we have 12 session program uh, that each session is two hours long. So they're robust sessions. A lot happens in two hours. Um, but once they're done with that program, they do not need to repeat the program. Um, we, we have a maintenance program, uh, only one in 10 people that we work with, uh, which tend to be very specialized cases, uh, ever need a maintenance program because what we're doing as a reflex, it, it actually changes the data storage in the brain from which we execute programs that have us breathe a certain way. So once a person has been triggered into breathing properly, their system will never forget it. Unless they have some sort of head trauma, um, then they would have to be um, reinitialized. Uh, but even then it's, <laughs> it's one-tenth the effort to, to learn the whole process. So. Uh, learning through reflex is so much faster and mm -hmm. it's permanent. I mean, nothing in the universe is permanent, but insofar as the lifespan of a human being, 
uh, calling that lifespan permanent, this is permanent. Mm-hmm. Because it's a brain activity. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with the diaphragm. Look, our muscles are dumb as a box of rocks. Okay? They're dumb. They just do what they're told or not. That's it. There's not a lot of intelligence in the muscles themselves. Yeah. Intelligence is up here, and all the control mechanisms related to that are up here and back in the back of the brain and spinal cord. And so that's where the intelligence is. And so I take advantage of that fact and use reflex to get the brain to do all the heavy lifting, uh, which means that the reflex to alter its fundamental way of breathing or walking, as the case may be, um, is contained within the brain. And we get the brain to, to stay in charge. So we don't have to redo it. I hate paying for the same real estate twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're training the brain. The brain yeah, is going to act from a place of reflex and remembering. And well, it's, inter- and it's interesting. So a couple other things. Um, you talked about Einstein walking a lot. I definitely, I used to be a heavy, I, I was a track. I wouldn't want to say star, but I, I was, I was pretty good at track. And I anyway, so what's it? Yeah. So I, you know, I learned at a young age, the power in that and the importance and, and I'm glad that I did all that training at the same time. I've, I've done some programs that are pretty intense, you know, in my adult years, some workout and stuff like that. It didn't serve me. It did not serve me well. In fact, I, you know, I've quickly figured out, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm exercising like crazy, but it's just driving the cortisol up and I actually feel worse and all the things that cortisol does to your body. So I figured that out a while ago. I love the walking piece. And, you know, you're talking about Einstein doing it too. What I'm curious about is, you know, you said this, you kind of found some information, you found some more. Do, did you find it or did this information find you? Like, was it a divine download? Like, are you out walking and your best ideas come through? Like, I'm just curious about that. You know, whenever I get this question, which is only once in a while. So uh, it always feels very, very deeply personal to me. Because um, I had hundreds of occasions where I felt seized by the information. Yeah. And I would say 80 or 90% of all the components that form the neuromuscular calibration protocols um, came from a divine source. Sure. And, and then what I would do is say, wow, that seems to be true. And then go research and find, is there evidence that this crazy idea is actually true and applicable? Um, Yes. And this part of it, things started when I was a a very young lad of eight years old. Mm. And and then uh, after becoming an exercise professional, uh, I, I, I really was adamant about coming up with a system that was transformative to people with no BS. Mm-hmm. And it its number one goal from the beginning was the result had to last. I was utterly disinterested in and still to this day, I have no interest in something that lasts two or three days. Sure. Forget it. That's that's not me. It's not. I'm not open to even such ideas sure um because that's not that's not uh ethical 
Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, I've accepted my own intuitiveness over the years <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. It definitely, it, um, it's great for our clients just because there's certain things that I, I just get a lot of, we call them divine downloads here, right? That information that comes through. And I was curious, yeah. I just kind of, I felt that around you as you were talking, you were kind of skating around it. And I know like in this place space, we can, we talk about this kind of thing a lot and it's just, unfortunately it hasn't fully caught up in the rest of the world. So I get, you know, as humans, we like things packaged. We want to know how they work. We want to know, you know, and then it, and then it's just easier for us to take on. I taught, I have an eight-year-old son. We have an eight-year-old son, my husband and I, and I, I think to myself, you know, I just imagine what he's going to know someday. And really, if you study like Tesla and others, kind of what they were working on and what they knew, and just then the world kind of went upside down and we made everything hard again. And it's like, I think we're going to be swinging back to that space. Anyway, all that to say, thank you for sharing that because I want to encourage our listeners all over the world to trust the divine downloads, to trust the intuitive hits that you get because yes. we all get them. The question is, are we listening and do we do anything with them? And, mm -hmm. and you've definitely done a lot with them. I do want to ask, and if, if this, you know, we ask all the things here, when you were talking about, you know, the lungs and, you know, how they're shaped and everything, of course, I was thinking about, we're still in a pandemic. Um, COVID is one of those things that has targeted people's lungs pretty aggressively. And I'm imagining you might've come across some people or some people have come to your practice to work on their lungs before, during, or after, um, COVID any thoughts you want to share there? Yeah. What comes to mind is the, um, the after effects that many people have, um, with the, um, uh, long haulers as, as they're called, which I think is a very poor name for it. It's a COVID syndrome. That's a syndrome is a collection of symptoms with a common uh, source. And so um, it should be called COVID syndrome. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a, it's about a 15 point list of some major ones and half again, as many um, unusual ones. And the, the key is to use the diaphragm so that the air can get into the base of the lungs. And this time I'm going to tell it to the audience a little bit differently. Okay. The key here to healing is oxygen. There's no healing without oxygen. And secondly, there's no significant healing without quality sleep. Mm. So there's a, a, a sort of a different triad that um, I like to share with people. Um, we work very hard to preserve and protect people's ability to be mobile, particularly standing on their feet and to be mobile and to uh, acquire and maintain high quality sleep. And to do those things, you have to breathe well. You can't breathe well and sleep well. It's not physically possible. In fact, 80% of all the diagnoses for sleep disorders are simply breathing disorders. Wow. That's what it is. Right there in the DSM, it says and describes that it's a breathing disorder, and here's the code for it. So the uh, ability to stay up on their feet is uh, a big, big deal because when we can't be mobile and we lose the ability to exercise and move our bodies, well, the prognosis for such a situation is very dismal, very dim. And 
there's, there's a reason why most of our body is muscle because we're designed, we're creatures of motion. We're not creatures of immobility. And, and I got to tell you, I, in my personal opinion, I don't know that this is going to land so well with some of your audience, but I don't think technology is going to save us. You got to move your body. Mm-hmm. What technology is going to do that for you? You got to move your body. There's no way around that. And to the extent you do not, uh, so will your health go the go in a, in a downward direction. And so this is the divine design of our system, our body. Um, the first chapter in my uh, most recent book in, on fitness uh, was called The Divine Design. And really the key to my success in what I've been doing is I'm maniacally parallel to the design of our body. And I won't come off of that design for any reason. And that's the, that's the key. That's the secret of my success. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So we could talk all day and you have practice to run and patience and all the things. So resources, tell us about your website, where are your resources, your books, and then um, we'll move into like, you know, if someone lives near you, how they can find you, where there's other practitioners and what to do if we want to meet with you virtually or, or your team. Okay, let's do virtual first. Um, We have a virtual program and we can get your breathing working for you very well from a virtual standpoint. Um, We use some techniques where your body position helps to invigorate the diaphragm muscle. That's got to be the first step because that's where you're gonna get better oxygenation from and which will lead to better sleep. Um, our website is www.rubensteinmethod.com um, and you can reach out to us through our website uh, and find a number of resources there that will lead you to if you want to be a practitioner or if you just have some questions. Um, we have a training for practitioners coming up. We also have a training coming up for uh, chiropractors. We're, certifying chiropractors in a limited number of our techniques that are germane to their practice. Uh, For example, the low back and the upper cervical regions, these are major issues in the chiropractic industry. And we have some solutions to some longstanding problems uh, that I believe that they've been looking for also. And so that's coming up in mid-February and the training's coming up for practitioners in early March. Um, so um, I think that answers most of those questions. Yeah, we will put all of that in the show notes as well. So our clients and listeners can just go there. And then any, tell us about your books, any other resources or anything else on your website. And you have a lot of testimonials on there too. I was looking at those, those were great. Yeah, we have a, a lot of testimonials. Um, some of them are, are quite dramatic, frankly speaking. Um, a lot of people that end up here at my practice have kind of gone everywhere else and they've got some unique problems and we're really good at solving unique problems. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm uh, currently writing two books at the same time, uh, Glutton for Punishment, I think, 
Uh, one is uh, almost complete. It's on military version, PTSD. Um, I believe it's my personal opinion that um, vast swaths of the population at large, I believe it's above 80%, have some form of PTSD. That's just my, my opinion um, based on you know my 17 years experience of doing this. Um, the uh, book on addiction, it's, just, it's probably in about three more months uh, before I'll be finished with that one. Um, uses a lot of the same principles, honestly, uh, but there are some unique challenges within the addiction community that um, they're not given access to uh, some very simple tools that make a black and white difference, uh, uh, both on recovery and relapse. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that the cause to addiction is actually the chronic stress cycle. Uh, which is illuminated a little bit on my website and in the books. And um, it's uh, same with uh, PTSD. It's not the trauma that actually causes the collection of symptoms that is PTSD. It is the chronic stress syndrome that causes the actual diagnosis of PTSD. Think of a lightning strike. Um, and it starts a fire. You don't go hunting for the lightning strike. You deal with the fire. The fire's the problem. And so too is it with uh, PTSD. It has to be that you're looking at the collection of symptoms instead of the originating cause. And I also don't find uh, the psychological community is gonna be mad at me for saying this, but I'm gonna say what I, what I believe is true. Um, I do not believe that uh, psychoanalysis and it's many forms is very helpful in these cases mm -hmm. uh, because exhuming uh, a trauma is just re-traumatizing the physiology of the person and then they have to deal with the aftermath and fall out of that where is that helpful what's helpful is to get the physiology to normalize and optimize and then all the symptoms just fall away it's it's it looks like magic it's not it's just straight up physiological science. So, I love that. I'm trained as a therapist and I can tell you, I, I mean, I don't practice, I'm a coach, but I can tell you like, that was one of the things that that was challenging for me is like, well, aren't we like, if we keep digging and digging and digging, no one's getting better. So there's gotta be other ways. And I think solution focused, you know, therapy, I think there's some very good ones, but I agree. Like you have to be careful, especially when it's PTSD and given the world we live in today, I would say that 80% is probably very accurate and, and and it's really like each person the however we internalize something right because i think there's degrees of how people's lives have gone but if you internalize something a certain way it's possible that you have ptsd as well so okay and then so those books are coming out well the reason you have to write them is because you're getting the divine downloads at the same time so they have to come through or it's going to make you crazy um <laughs> is there a, the other book though the divine design Oh, that's a fitness book that came out in 2005 um, called Fitness on Purpose. It's still available on Amazon, um, even though it's uh, about 15 or so years hence, um, the ideas in it are still solid. Uh, it's a, I, I call it a textbook for the lay person. So it has a troubleshooting section that's um, illustrated 
There's um, more than 1,100 illustrations in that book, and it's very helpful if you're looking to solve some problems in your fitness routine, some reoccurring injuries, how do you solve those, what do you do about them, what do you avoid, things like that. Okay, got it. All right, any other resources or anything else we should know about? Um, no, nothing else comes to mind. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I think we covered a lot of it. Um, you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and of yeah. course your website again is rubensteinmethod.com and that'll be in the show notes. Just, I'd love to close. This is just a one minute piece from you. You know, we're still in this, you know, we've been in a pandemic for, two years ish, you know, this is a, and I think there's a lot, I think we can agree. There's probably a lot, not probably, there's a lot of hopelessness. Mental health is a big, I think it's its own pandemic. There's just, there's so much happening in the world and information is coming at us in such a way. So of course, everybody's stress level has been impacted. Yes. Final, just some final words of advice or encouragement for our listeners who are all over the world. Hope is power, and you have to think for yourself. You have to believe in yourself. Take your spiritual life seriously, because absent a spiritual life, it's very hard to believe in the hope that you can have. And you got to get up and do something about it. You have to. You have to live your life. Don't let the media and all of its contaminated sources money from a financial standpoint from a political standpoint at the end of the day we're just people all of us are just people and the political machine is just fine running you over um and it doesn't care um take your friendships seriously mm. contribute to them don't just be a fly on the wall um, do something for the people that you love and make sure you do something for people that you don't even know from time to time. We're just all people. We got to take care of our, of each other. I am my brother's keeper, it turns out. And that's what's true. Beautiful. Oh, perfect ending. Thank you, Dr. David, for being here. Thank you for sharing your method with the world and for our listeners. And we wish you many blessings in 2022 and beyond. Ursula, I'm very grateful. Thank you. And to our listeners all over the world, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. Please keep coming back. I want to bring you messages of hope and inspiration and motivation so that this year can truly be your best year yet. That's it for now. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.